Welcome into another edition of the WISports.net podcast. And this is a special edition because today, with this being the opening week of girls' basketball practices around the state, we're going to dive into a full-on season preview of girls' basketball. And to do so, of course, we are joined by WSN girls' basketball writer and content manager, Norbert Durst. Norb, how are you doing today? Doing well. The weather tells us it's uh, middle of the season, but uh, practices uh, just got underway. So let's dive into some things here with uh, with the upcoming girls' basketball season. Um, first of all, uh, let's kind of go through some changes coming into the season. Any coaching changes that really stand out among uh, the, the dozens that occurred coming into the 2019-2020 season? Well, the biggest uh, would probably have to be Doug Pickert's taking over at uh, Marshall, uh, two-time defending Division Three state champions. Uh, Doug Pickert has uh, plenty of coaching experience, a uh, longtime coach at DeForest, and then uh, guided uh, uh, Barneveld uh, to the state championship game after uh, Jim Meyer stepped down there at Barneveld. So, uh, you know, that's, that's a big one there. And as you mentioned, every year there's, there's a lot of coaching changes. I believe there's around uh, 90 for this upcoming season. So uh, a lot of new coaches and uh, just something that we always, always expect each and, each and every year. 90 coaching changes. How, how does that compare to the last few years that, that you've been tracking that? Uh, that's about uh, right on pace. It's uh, normally uh, 90s into the hundreds. It's obviously always nice when we keep it under 100, but uh, there are just a lot of uh, programs that that uh, you know after a couple years, uh, just every you know every grouping will have a new coach, and it's just something that's that happens in high school basketball and other high school sports. But it uh, definitely affects the continuity of these these uh, teams. So let's uh, talk about changes result, uh, related to players and, and personnel. Um, I, we've talked about this before, obviously, and uh, it, it doesn't get the attention that it does in boys basketball in terms of transfers and player movement, etc. cetera. But uh, you know, it still is something that is occurring in girls basketball. So what are some of the, uh, the, the changes, the moves, the transfers that, uh, that are sticking out in, uh, in girls basketball heading into the season? You know, this is probably one of the bigger years as far as uh, seeing some big names uh, changing teams. Uh, one one big one that we already mentioned, Marshall, uh, their point guard, Mia Morrell, transferred from Marshall to Madison Memorial in the offseason. Have not heard word, official word on if she will be eligible, but, you know, that adds to an already loaded Madison Memorial team that, that uh, reached a uh, sectional final last season, falling to Middleton, and they were without their star Leilani Kapanis um, for much of last season. So you know, add in her, add in Mia Morell, and watch out uh, uh, Big Eight. Um, but um, you know, that's definitely a big one there. Another big one of note: Lily Hansford transfers from Ashwaubenon to. Appleton East. Appleton East is a really, really good uh, up-and-coming club. Uh, maybe surprised some teams last season. Uh, going to have some uh, more eyes on them. Uh, so it's going to be an exciting uh, um, portion over there uh, with Germantown. Uh, not a transfer, but they have a stud freshman coming in. 
uh, Kamara Arnold. She already has over 10 Division One offers, and uh, there's talk of her being, you know, that next big player. Um, you know, we heard a lot about Arike before she um, before she was in high school, and and sounds like Arnold's going to be that next big thing. We're talking with Norbert Durst, the girls basketball writer and content manager at Wisports.net. Um, any other changes that that are noteworthy, whether it's uh, rules changes or uh, maybe sectional or division changes, uh, different things like that that uh, might impact things this year? You know, there there was a lot of sectional changes. Uh, uh, probably the biggest one of note was Bayport, who is the defending Division One state champions. Uh, they moved over to the uh, sectional one in Division One that uh, has Kimberly, who uh, brought back the majority of their team. And also of note, uh, Brooke Ellisted, who I didn't mention before, but she transferred to Kimberly from Oshkosh North. So that that just adds to their depth as well. Um, but, you know, those those uh, sectional changes open things up a little bit. You know, when you have like a team like uh, Blackhawk in Division five, who was uh, in that lacrosse sectional now moves back to where they used to be in the Milwaukee sectional. So it uh, opens things up for a team like Oliva Strum or maybe even a Bangor team that, you know, just a couple of years ago won the Division Five state title, give them a chance to get to the state tournament. But uh, it's it's always interesting to see those sectional movements and even teams where uh, you you might get split away, so at least you play, you know, that, that uh, powerhouse team maybe in a sectional final or sectional semifinal versus in a regional final. You mentioned Leilani Kapanis, and, and that's the player that you have ranked as the top-ranked senior in the 2020 class. Uh, take us through this group, uh, some of the standouts, where they're headed, how it compares to maybe some years past. You know, there's there's not much of a, you know, a spot between Leilani and Lexi Donarski. Honestly, you know, it's 1A, 1B. Uh, Lexi Donarski, she's, she's done it all for Aquinas. You know, she's, uh, Aquinas has won the past two to uh, Division Four state titles, they really just don't lose. Um, you know, their last uh, um, big loss, I guess, in the state was when she was a freshman. They lost to Howard's Grove, so it's um, Lexi's definitely a player that is not very far behind Leilani. But also in that class, um, Donarski, of course, is committed to Iowa State. Kapanis has not committed yet. Uh, Wisconsin is still in the mix. Um, she's expected to make her decision soon, but we will find out. Um, other kids in that, uh, in this senior class, Jaden Simmons uh, from Green Bay Southwest. She's going to Arizona State. Um, Natalie McNeil, another point guard from Germantown. She's headed to St. Louis. Aaron Hedman, uh, 6'2 forward out of New Berlin Eisenhower. She is committed to Minnesota. And the Mace McGlone, she's another kid that's that's seen her share of of state appearances, although Hortonville's not won a game at state yet in those three three consecutive state tournament appearances. She's headed to Milwaukee. And then a couple other of note, Kendall Renard, uh, Green Bay Preble, going to stay right at home and go to Green Bay. Leah Ernest, Stevens Point, who had a big junior season, is headed to Valparaiso. Taylor Lauterbach, a uh, 6'6 player that, you know, given the frame, had a lot of interest over the summer. Uh, out of Appleton West, she's headed to Kansas State, and you know that's there's a lot of other uh, Division One players on that list. Uh, Carolyn Strandy, 
She's going to be going to Minnesota, Kamaya McNeil, Syracuse, Satori Tannen, Loyola, Anna Mortag out of Brookfield Central, IUPUI. And, you know, as far as high as, as uh, Division One players go, there's, there's uh, you know, a good good grouping here. Maybe not as deep as, as uh, you know, the Arike year with Megan and Megan Gustafson. Um, but, you know, it's a really, really good senior class. So it's going to be very exciting when it comes to tournament time. And as you were going through that list, uh, couldn't help but notice that none of those players are headed to Wisconsin. How many of those players were the Badgers in on? And kind of what's the general recruiting um, momentum like for Coach Sippis in the state of Wisconsin right now? You know, he, he was in on a lot of those players. Um, Kapanis, like I mentioned, is still in the mix. Um, but Lexi Donartsky, she, she committed to Iowa State uh, even before her freshman year. So, I mean, that was really not an option. He, he committed, or he, excuse me, he was, uh, Coach Sippis was recruiting Jaden Simmons, Natalie McNeil, Aaron Hedman. Uh, McGlone was, I believe, a, a relatively early commit to Milwaukee. Um, and Taylor Lauterbach, she had an offer from Wisconsin as well. So there's, there's definitely kids that, that were being recruited by Wisconsin. Um, it's just a matter of maybe, you know, the focus was a little bit more on on getting like a Leilani Kapanis, who's still in the mix. And then, you know, some of those younger kids like a Maddie Wilkie in the junior class is a high priority for uh, Coach Sippus as well. But there's definitely a lot of attention putting on the Wisconsin kids as far as what Coach Sippus is doing in the state. It just you're just not always going to get every kid, of course, but he's. Uh, him and the program have been working really hard to get those those uh, talented in-state players to stay at home. You mentioned Maddie Wilkie from Beaver Dam, a player that we've seen obviously at the state tournament the last couple of years. Um, in that 2021 class, she's the top-ranked player. Uh, take us through some highlights in that group, any players that stand out early and any that maybe have a chance to end up at Wisconsin. Uh, Maddie Schreiber and uh, um, Kelly Genke. Schreiber's from uh, Kimberly. Uh, Ginky from Freedom, both teams, uh, both players reached a state tournament last season. They both recently committed to Green Bay, really um, giving Green Bay some really good uh, and talented uh, um, players from the 2021 class. Both of those kids had uh, bigger offers. Genki had a Louisville offer, I believe, before she was even in high school. Um, Schreiber had an offer from Wisconsin. So both of those kids had bigger offers, uh, decided they maybe wanted to team up and, and do something really special at Green Bay. Ella Fody, who um, is a Marquette volleyball recruit, but uh, if she wanted to play basketball, definitely would have the opportunity to. She missed last season recovering from an ACL injury, but really expects to give that Edgewood team a big boost this season. Um, other notable kids from the class, Chloe Van Zeeland, a uh, number of Division One offers out of Kakana. Kelly Zebel from Sparta, recently committed to Bradley. And uh, we circle back to Marshall again. Anna Lutz, who, um, you know, has helped Marshall win uh, two consecutive Division Three state titles. Um, her stock is on the rise, and, you know, she garnered a lot of offers over the summer. Um, so really expect her to have a, another big season for Marshall. Chloe Dallas out of Wauwatosa East, she... Uh, she played in a lot of big time events over the summer, um, garnering a lot of high division one interests as well. 
Uh, Carly Duffney, uh, Green Bay Preble, she um, teams up um, to give Preble a very good team. We already uh, kind of mentioned uh, um, a player from Preble in uh, Kendall Renard, who was committed to Green Bay, but uh, Carly Duffney uh, committed to South Dakota over the summer and uh, a really good wing player there. Bailey Butler on that, that loaded Blackhawk team, she committed to Green Bay uh, very early. I believe it was last season already. And then uh, there's a, a number of others that are, are definitely getting some attention. Uh, notably in that grouping is uh, uh, Paige Hodgson, another um, Beaver Dam kid, 6'2", wing forward, who um, hasn't played a lot of Beaver Dam. But when you have a loaded team like they have had in the past couple of years, even though you're a talented young player, you're really not going to see the floor all that often. And then uh, another one of note is Samuel Pitchka, point guard from uh, Notre Dame. Notre Dame reached a sectional final last season, falling to uh, three-time defending state champion Beaver Dam. All right, let's uh, switch gears a little bit and let's start talking about teams. And uh, I think we'll go through each division and, and just kind of highlight some of the uh, top teams in, in each division. Um, you know, anyone that might be a surprise team, how the champions might fare this year, etc. And we'll start in Division One, where last year uh, Bayport scored a, an exciting win over Middleton to claim a state championship. Um, what are some of the teams to watch in Division One, and what are the chances for Bayport to repeat? Well, Bayport's going to have a tough road. As we mentioned earlier, they're going to be in the same sectional as Kimberly is, Kimberly is this season, and uh, you know, Kimberly is hungry, um, you know, lost in that state semifinal last se last season and uh, um, definitely looking to get over the go over the top and get back to the state tournament. Uh, Madison Memorial, definitely a team on the rise. Uh, you know, they're still going to have to deal with Middleton. Middleton returns a, a, a good portion of last year's team and uh, even added uh, McKenna Minogue from McGuanago, who was a member of uh, the Indian state tournament team last season. And, you know, it just, just going to add to that, that the strength of the big eight as well throughout the season, other teams, Germantown, definitely on the rise. Um, last year, they lost to Bayport, uh, Bayport no longer in their sectional. Um, and then, you know, as we mentioned earlier, adding a, a talented freshman in Kamara Arnold, uh, definitely going to help them out. Um, you know, then, then you have teams like Arrowhead, Oak Creek, McGuanago, who reached the state tournament last year and, and still returns, um, some, some very talented kids. Um, it's going to be tough, tougher this season without some of those, those, uh, seniors that graduated, but I would say overall in division one, there, there are some obviously top end teams like Bayport, Madison Memorial, Kimberly, Germantown, et cetera. But. I think the depth is, is a little bit stronger than we've seen in past years. All right, let's move down to Division Two, where it was all Beaver Dam last year, just as it has been the last few seasons. Uh, a few of their top players have, uh, have moved on now, um, but you mentioned still some really talented kids left, including Maddie Wilkie, Paige Hodgson, who you uh, talked about in that, uh, in that player ranking group. Only played one minute in the state championship game last year. She had a uh, she's a Division One player. So, is anybody going to dethrone Beaver Dam this year? Do you think? I don't think so. I you know they're they're definitely way more beatable than they were last year and past years. But you know I think those those other kids uh, 
you know, Paige Hodgson, um, Natalie Jens, they're all they're they're ready to make that step forward. And Maddie Wilkie hasn't had to score a lot of points in the past couple of years. I really think that that scoring has ability to take a big jump this year if needed. You know, again, they're a very deep team, even though they lost a lot of talented kids off that team, but they're still the team to beat. Um, but the the, uh, the gap has has tightened up as far as them versus the field this season. So who are some of those teams that might be challengers to Beaver Dam in Division Two? Well, Hortonville, three uh, three consecutive uh, Division Two state tournament appearances, returned the majority of their team. Uh, they lost to Beaver Dam the last two years at state. Um, talented team, so uh, they definitely have a shot. Pewaukee, who lost to to Whitefish Bay in a sectional final last season, really hungry to get to the state tournament. They have not reached state, but this year could be their year. Um, other teams of note, I mean, in Notre Dame's, you know, whether they're, um, you know, got a couple losses at the end of the season or like last year, a few more, they're always a team to watch out for. Very, very well coached, uh, very good in the guard play. Um, and then you got teams like Pius, you know, who's always good. It seems um, newcomers in Kukana, uh new Berlin Eisenhower, although they lost some, te- some, uh, some talented players are still going to be in the mix. So there, there's still some depth. I would say the Madison sectional is, should be very exciting because that badger, uh, that badger self lost a lot of talented kids. So it really opens a door for, uh, for a team like DeForest or Reedsburg to, to, to make a run and get to the state tournament. All right, let's move on to Division Three, where uh, it seems all roads lead to Marshall. We've talked about them quite a few times in the player rankings and coaching changes and um, in a number of different things. So they have uh, the head coaching change. They have some player departures, um, but still some talented players back. So what is the outlook in Division Three? Is, is Marshall still the favorite there? Marshall's still the favorite and it might not be by, you know, nearly as much given the fact of, you know, lost some kids to graduation, me and Morrell transfers to Madison Memorial, but that, that team's still very talented and a lot's leading the way for them. But then you have teams like freedom who reached the state tournament last season, return pretty much everyone Wrightstown in that Northeastern with freedom returns just about everyone. Um, but it, for Marshall to get back to state, you know, it's, if they get to state, I think they're, they're definitely the, still the favorite to get to, uh, take the gold ball home, but that sectional is going to be very tough again this season. You have teams like Platteville reached the sectional final last year. They return everyone Edgewood, um, should be getting Ella Fody back who we talked about a little bit earlier. And, you know, they're a very talented team. Prairie to Sheen's in that mix as well. Uh, Lake Mills, who uh, switched sectionals, they moved to the the Milwaukee area sectional this season, and they're definitely a team on the rise now that they don't have to deal with the likes of uh, Marshall and Platteville in in the uh, um, playoffs. Definitely a team to watch out for. Um, so it's it's going to be pretty exciting in Division Three. And then when you talk about that sectional one that uh, GET got through last season. You know, a lot of a lot of new players in that, uh, um, as far as lead players in that uh, um, that sectional. So that one should be very exciting because you know 
There's, you know, Prescott that's in there that, that could get to the state tournament, but relatively wide open as far as who's going to get to the rush center in, in that uh, sectional number one. All right. We're talking with Norbert Durst, girls basketball writer, content manager at Wisports.net. As we move through the divisions, taking a look at some of the top teams and top, uh, top storylines in each of the divisions. We are on to Division 4, where Aquinas has been the, uh, the dominating team in D4 the last few years. Uh, of course, they've had some great matchups with Melrose Mindoro uh, over the, the last few seasons, including a state title game last year. But Aquinas uh, pretty well dominated that one. Um, Aquinas, I, I assume, like Beaver Dam, they, they remain a pretty heavy favorite. Uh, but what are some of the other teams to watch that might give them some trouble this year? Aquinas is probably the 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 besides Blackhawk the heaviest favored team to win the state title. Um, of note, Mesa Donarski did not mention this earlier, but uh, Lexi's younger sister is a freshman, already has a, a offer from Green Bay, so that just adds to their team. But Division Four is is deep. It's going to be an exciting year in Division Four. Uh, you already mentioned Melrose Bendoro. They did lose a couple seniors off that team, but uh, that talented, talented uh, um, current senior class, a um, couple of Division One players, definitely ready to get back to the state tournament. Um, but other teams of note in Division Four: Racine Lutheran, who lost to Milwaukee Academy of Science last year in a uh, that was a regional final, um, returned the re- majority of their their team, uh, looking to get to the state title game or state to the state championship game, of course, but looking to get to state. Um, Howard's Grove and Michigan, that one should be an exciting battle for them in the Big East. Uh, play a couple times in the regular season and most likely play again in the tournament. And those teams would have to f- most likely face Racine Lutheran to get to the state tournament. So uh, th- that sectional as a whole, very strong. And then you have, you know, teams like Colfax that, you know, maybe could knock off a Melrose Bendoro. Uh, Bond Duell had a really strong season last year. Crandon, who made the state tournament a couple years ago, could be the favorite there in that sectional that also features Bond Duell. So there's a lot of uh, of talented teams in Division Four, especially in that uh, that sectional four that could maybe you know uh, between them and Melrose Bendor maybe give give Aquinas a run at state. And finally, we are on to Division Five, where as you mentioned, Blackhawk is uh, is a returning champion, and in in your opinion, perhaps the biggest favorite to get back to state and win it all in, uh, in any of the divisions. So uh, first of all, do you, what, what is the winning streak at for Blackhawk? I can't remember if, is it at 28 games or, or where's their winning streak at? Uh, I believe it's 28 because they, they lost the previous season to Bangor in the title game. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Okay. Um, so undefeated last year, dominated pretty much everybody, uh, won a state title. Um I guess maybe the question is where does this Blackhawk team rank amongst the uh, the best small school teams that you've seen in the last uh, decade or so uh, in the state of Wisconsin? Oh, it's it's definitely up there. I mean, Barneveld had some good ones with Hannah Whitish. Uh, Assumption had some good ones, but I don't. I think this Blackhawk team is uh, is above those teams. Uh, that's I know that's a that's a lot to say, but you know, two years ago. If they could make a shot, they they probably beat Bangor in the title game. 
uh, last year, dominated. Um, I expect them to dominate this year. So given the fact, and not only, you know, the domination, but um, there's some really good teams in Division 5. I mean, Newman Catholics made it there a couple times. Clayton was there four straight years. Um, so it's, you know, I think it just shows the game that it, despite being Division 5, there's a lot of other very good teams as well. But Blackhawk is just showing that dominance, that relentlessness on defense that really just smothers teams. And then to have the high-end talent. I mean, we talked about Bailey Butler already, Natalie Leidinger uh, going to walk on at Wisconsin. Um, and then uh, Bailey's older sister, Hannah Butler, a senior, got a couple uh, of Division Two offers currently. So it's, it's very, very loaded at the top. And then they have kids that know their roles. And I just think that that those things are are areas that really just put them probably a little bit above some of those other dominant Division Five teams in the past. All right, so there's our our look through each of the divisions, and I was just uh, pulling up the Blackhawks' schedule because I know that they've uh, really challenged themselves in some non-conference games in the past, and uh, they have games against defending champion Marshall. They have a game against once again Melrose Mindoro at uh, just a game. Um, uh, what are some, uh, what are some other kind of high profile non-conference games, uh, that, that you might've seen taking a look at some schedules around the state this year? Well, right off the bat, uh, you're going to see uh, Germantown Marshall, um, at, uh, Beaver Dam. Um, that'd be the first week of the season. And the winner of that game gets to face Beaver Dam the following day. So that's, that's the one that uh, a couple games that I have circled right away, but, uh, there's still, you know, as, as we know, there's a lot of other games that should be very exciting, but those are the ones right, right away when we start the season that should be very exciting. All right. So any other storylines, any uh, thing that stands out this season that, that maybe we didn't get a chance to touch on um, for 2019, 2020? I don't believe so. I think we ran down the majority. Um, you know, there's, you know, some other freshmen and, a few transfers maybe we didn't get to necessarily, but uh, um, I think we hit the big ones. All right. And, and you mentioned uh, the Beaver Dam tournament, and, and that's uh, coming up very quickly. Uh, the the Thanksgiving tournaments, the early season tournaments, and then obviously the, the Christmas tournaments are always uh, pretty fun events that, that uh, draw a lot of attention as well. Uh, I, I, I believe the last couple of years you've kind of put together a listing of some of those big tournaments to watch, uh, early in the season. Is that, is that something that, that you'll have out again on WSN? Yep, definitely. You know, and Watertown will be having one this year. Uh, that's a big one that, um, will feature Blackhawk Marshall on the end of December. Um, bunch of other games there as well, including Milwaukee King, uh, against Bayport. So, uh, you know, another one of those big events that when you can bring great teams together and play each other, it's it's always a good thing for for high school sports and high school girls basketball because you know from top to bottom, whether you're talking about Division three, Division five, whatever division it may be, very talented kids in the state. So it's it's really good to see these top teams matching up, uh, despite maybe a difference in divisions. All right. Well, good stuff as always, Norb. We'll uh, we'll let you get back to cranking out some of that uh, preseason um, information and content. And of course, folks can check that out at wisports.net. 
in addition to the conference previews that are wrapping up, look forward to, uh, to some other preseason content coming out very soon as we gear up for the beginning of the girls' basketball season with practices begun uh, this week, the first games next Tuesday, and then we get right into it, off and running in the 2019-2020 season. He's Norbert Durst, the general manager and, uh, or excuse me, the content manager. I've already given him my job. Uh, content manager, girls basketball writer at Wisports.net. I am Travis Wilson, the general manager at Wisports.net. This has been a Wisports.net podcast. We'll see you at a game.